Welcome to Good Christian People, an honest conversation between church leaders who recognize we're not perfect, we're barely good, but we want to be great. On today's episode, Tim hugs a tree, I respond to Tina's email, Josie speaks, and together we take a break from the chaos, celebrating some good news. Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly. And you know, you can expect hazardous travel later today with that, well, that, you know, that blizzard thing. That blizzard thing? That blizzard thing. Oh, well, here's the report. The National Weather Service is calling for a big blizzard thing. Yes, they are. But you know, there's another reason why today is especially exciting. Especially cold. Especially cold, okay. But the big question on everybody's lips. On their chap lips. On their chap lips, right. But do you think Donald or Joe is going to come out and see his shadow? Donald Trump and Sleepy Joe. That's right, Woodchuck Chuckers. It's election election day. day. Again. Ah, So now everybody's wondering whether or not this is the correct episode Uh because we started with the exact same bit that we started. It it felt right in my head to to do that. And I don't know. But the the whole point of the bit is we're a week from election day right now. That's correct. Even though we're, you know, two weeks in the past doing this, Mm -hmm. we're pretty much sure that we still don't have a, you know, election results. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, Groundhog we do have day every day, every single yeah. day. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Good Christian People, the podcast. Sup, episode twelve. Yeah, this is exciting because we are one and a half. No, we're like four or five days away from the election. Mm-hmm. But by the time our listeners are listening to this, oh, it will be one week after the election. I, it, I mean, we assume that people will listen to this, nah. and we won't be one big pile of rubble as a you know, as a country. But here's, I want to encourage people, if you are listening to this, it means the world did not end. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, this whole thing about the apocalypse, I have... Pe- <laughs> that's the, my election day message, the Sunday before, that's exactly how I start that and start it off. Is it really? I say, my name is Timothy James Byer, and if you are watching this video, it means you have survived the election of 2020. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> yes. That's exciting! Oh, man, great <clears throat> minds think like, mm. I don't know. But this is our first post-election episode. Recorded before the election. That's correct. This is so weird. Yep. And it's hard to really discuss what is happening in the world because like this major, pretty world shaping event has not yet happened and yet we have to talk about it. And so we're not going to. Thank you. We are not going. We have made it through. I think in episode 11, Mm -hmm. I said it was the fifth week talking about Christians in the age of outrage. And it was like the sixth or something. Like I lost track halfway through. Right. Uh, it was a good series. I'm glad we did it. And I'm sure at some point we will, and maybe even next week, maybe depending on how the election turns out, we yeah. might have to go back and just uh, debrief the election a little bit before we get into the holidays. Mm. I know, but I mean, it, there may be some upset people and those people I know listen to us. Do they send for a, check? a guiding light? No, they don't. <laughs> okay. No. 
We'll, we'll, it's a, so this wouldn't be pay for play. This would be pay for talk or yeah. pay, pay for topic. Pay for topic. That's, yeah. We'll totally do Let's that. Let's start a Patreon yeah. and we'll do like $50 per topic or something. That's a lot. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm down with it. I just, yeah. I thought about that going, we don't do extra content. 500 per topic. I like it. Yeah. that's better. Yeah. And like all of it will go to Josie. So yeah. Josie just rolled his eyes. He's so, like, I don't so, trust anyone. So hopefully he'll keep his hair this time. Yeah, exactly. We can't afford not to. I tell you what. So what we actually did is is we are now one and a half weeks away mm-hmm. from the time that people are listening to this we were recording. It used yep. to be two and a half weeks, but we skipped last week. And so now it feels like the current events are a little bit more current. A little more. And so our friend Jeremy, who likes to call us out on Facebook for being like three, four weeks behind when it comes to current events. Jeremy, we're getting slightly closer to the present. So it's not super, super old news. Yeah, Jeremy. You don't have to listen to Jeremy. Jeremy is doing something. We'll talk about this in listener feedback, but he's doing something that cracks me up. Yeah. uh, He's a funny dude. He is. He's hilarious. Still haven't seen Hollywood Shuffle, Jeremy. Uh, He has told me that I need to see that. We made a deal that I would go see Hollywood Shuffle. I would not see it, but I would uh, go see it. Is that a movie? Mm -hmm. And in exchange, he would watch The Three Migos. So neither of us had seen that. So we And he kept up his end of the bargain, and he thought Three Migos was okay. And so we're not great friends anymore. But the week that we didn't record, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know about you, but my head has mostly been, because of what our church is doing for Christmas, all Christmas, Mm Mm-hmm. That was a very nice break mm-hmm. from all of the politics, and we're back. We're back. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm ready for Christmas, even though it's not even Halloween yet. Yeah, yeah. There's some things that have happened in the world of late. What has happened, Jeff? We have a new Supreme Court justice. Justice Amy is she blind? Coney Barrett. She's not. No. Does she hold a scale? I don't know. Mm. I've I've seen her like twice. She holds a notepad that is blank. Yeah, that's not. But Lady Justice holds a scale. Yeah, but she's not the Lady Justice. She is a justice who is a lady. I'm way off. A just lady. Mm. Yeah, there's some thoughts on that, and we've already discussed that, so we won't go into it. But there is something we need to talk about. What's that? I don't know if we need need is a strange word. All right. But uh, this might be one of those things. If I'm looking at our notes about what we're supposed to talk about, this might be one of those things where you share your thoughts and I just nod along. No, I'd really like to hear your thoughts on. on this. Okay, go ahead. So there is a new Borat movie. Borat. Out. I know you know who Borat is. Don't act like you're so holy you don't I, know who Borat is. I do know who Borat Bor, Bor, Yes, I do. Yang mm-hmm. Zhimaj. Yeah. So the big controversy around this sequel that mm-hmm. he made was Borat. that there is a scene at the end of Borat in which yeah. Rudy Giuliani, uh, formerly America's mayor, um, yeah. now currently America's really creepy uncle uh he's trump's lawyer now or something right yeah he, he moved from mayor to trump's lawyer i don't know what he did yeah. but uh i'm surprised he hasn't moved anywhere else at this point i would just move to a completely different country after this whole thing yeah it was kind of an uproar on uh, yeah it's it's so strange so he was caught in an extremely compromising position it was weird yeah yeah i mean and i saw the clip it's weird it's weird <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i don't know it's i mean it's weird and it's i mean it's predatory well, my thing is like when you see the whole clip, cause I watched the, the clip and for research purposes uh-huh. and <laughs> like it, it, so the, the character that the woman is playing, is, right. Right, she portrays herself and says she's not, you know, she's, uh, I read it. She's like 24 years old in right. real life, mm-hmm. but her character is like 15, 16 or something. And right. I think she, it's made known that she is 15 or 16, but then 
like I don't like he he's he asks her if she wants something to drink and like he's drinking whiskey or bourbon or something yeah. in a glass and you know yeah. tall and neat and like anyway so I was already kind of on I was like all right dude like that's just kind of anyway whatever he made a lot of poor choices and that doesn't make any sense to me because I mean there were cameras around and it just goes what complete lack of wisdom I mean just let's let's uh, get rid of the whole yeah. you know character characters out has been out the window but just like wisdom dude like what in the world and then like the thing that's crazy is that in this scene i know that sasha baron cohen who was the executive producer he was concerned for her safety believing that there was something that was about to happen that was uh not going to be great and so he jumps out the, of this closet this was a you, you realize this i mean i get it i get that he may have been concerned but you realize it was a setup, right? The whole time was a setup. Yeah, but okay. I mean, I, I'm yeah. just trying to play play it's it fair, setup. right? Fair it's and balanced. A, it's a setup, <laughs> and uh, I mean, but they did kind of slow pitch it over the plate just sure. to see what he would do. And homeboy swung real hard, okay. like he 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 swung for the fences. And um, if you don't know what we're talking about, I don't know that you need to go watch the movie, but nah, nah, look it. up now. Nah, go look up the clip. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he jumps out and uh, and. The thing that surprises me so much about this clip is that, like they said, that, that room, that hotel room was swept by security. And here was a man hiding like in a wardrobe that completely went missed by his security. That's, that's the weird thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's not the weird. That's a weird thing. <laughs> that is a weird thing of a the whole thing. thing. So it's anyway. just all unfortunate, man. I, I just, it's... Uh. Yeah, I mean, unfortunate is a weird word. I mean, it's unfortunate for, I guess, being caught, but I, I think he... It's unfortunate being a human watching that. Yes, that that is incredibly... I had the misfortune of seeing that. But uh, today, we have some great news. Today, now I know I'm not talking about the week after the election, but what is happening today, Thursday, October 29th, is momentous. What's that? Tim, why is today such an important day? What, my birthday? Yes. Oh yeah. It's your birthday. Yeah. This Happy is exciting. Birthday Happy don't, birthday to you. Don't sing. I I wasn't going to. What did we do? What 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 did we what did we what are we doing on my birthday? Podcast. Yeah. What did we not do on your birthday? Podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. And why? Just checking. Because I have a social life. Oh, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Forty is bigger than thirty-nine. Is that right? Yeah. That's I mean, when you hold on. Let's describe your social life here to all all of your uh, liberal okay. so friends. So we're gonna move on. So your social life was you went to a restaurant where you were not social distancing, not with masks on, and when you were mixing families and all that kind of stuff in in and around, and so. You were doing what you were not supposed to be doing. Is that correct? Nope. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Nope. We did have masks on. Mm-hmm. We followed all of the ordinances. You had masks on while eating steak. No, huh. you're not. You're not supposed to. You just pulled it. You just pulled the mask back and then stuck the steak inside. That's what and I did. Snapped it yes, back in. Yes, I okay. did. All right. No, we were socially distanced. We could not have more than six to a table. We had four to a table. Mm-hmm. So you were six feet away from your. Well, no, but no, I mean that's not socially rules, distanced. The rules are <laughs> anyway. Move on. The rules are you can have like six people to a table, and yeah. we had four. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I have better better news. What? Wait, hang on. What are you doing for your birthday? I'm I'm here, dude. I'm here. I worked today. I, I like worked on a sermon. I held my baby. I'm here. I've got a meeting with somebody after this, and I'm going to go home and hopefully like put some chicken thighs in the air fryer. That's that's my birthday. Chicken thighs in the air fryer. But yesterday was our 15th anniversary. We did go out to dinner last night. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go? Pussers in Annapolis, down on the water. They're very nice. Yeah. yeah. Did you socially distance from your wife? 
sitting on the dock of the bay. No, I did not. No. I don't think you're allowed to socially distance from your wife on your anniversary. Let's just put that out there to all the married folk and the soon-to-be-married folk. Anyway. But you said there's some great news. There is some great news. And you you, you put it on the list, but I, I just, I, I want to, because this is so <laughs> monumental, I want to let it be known. I read yesterday in Forbes um, online, Forbes.com, that the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy issued a press release from the Trump administration just within the last week um, about all of the science and technology accomplishments that our president has done in the first terms. These are actual finished work accomplishments, like, you know, like the finished work of Christ at the cross, right? right? This is the finished work of our president. And on the list was, quote, ending the COVID-19 pandemic, unquote. We did it. That was incredible. Mission accomplished. It's incredible. While the numbers are, are skyrocketing. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's it's just it's funny sad. Hubris. Funny sad. That is the definition of hubris. I uh, yeah. I, I have a feeling even <laughs> even even my family and my friends and those who uh, plainly say I vote for Trump because sure. I want the I, I, the Supreme Court justices. I right. vote for Trump for a sanctity of life, all that kind of stuff for their the, the reasons that they have. They, even they have to laugh at this. They don't. But I, they have to laugh at this. They don't. They, what, do they believe it? Do they believe that he is he is um, on October 29th of 2020? He has ended the COVID nineteen pandemic. No, I don't think they believe that. No, no. But I also don't think they find humor in making fun of the president. We're not making. I'm not making fun of the president. I'm making I, I fun am. of this little bit document. This. I mean, just it's ridiculous. It's a it's, it's a it's a lie. <laughs> I mean, it's dumb. Yeah, I don't know. Just no, I'm <laughs> saying they're not laughing with us, but they have to look at this and just and at least chuckle and say what a chucklehead the president is or something to put that out there. I, I hope so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I what I have found and to be true. I mean, and it's not everywhere I know, but in, in my circles, I have found that even when you poke fun, like you can poke fun. I like to poke fun. I probably poke fun way too much at a lot of too, too many things. When you poke fun at like Joe Biden, that's funny. In right in the right circles, right? Right, but but then if you poke fun at the same people with Trump, Trump said this. It's like, mm, but to that point, me. I mean, we have both been on the record. I mean, we have. I mean, you know, we're we're not really fans of either of either of our candidates, no. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of the two major parties, but in in life, you know, you can I can make fun of my family and friends, but you can't make fun of my family right. and friends. So if someone is a hardened. Uh, you know, ardent, hard, ardent. ardent uh, yeah. If they're a red MAGA hat wearing, can't mm-hmm. they make fun of this? Because he's my fan. You know, he's he's. I'm on the team, right? I would say that. Um, so I, mean, I guess we're getting a little serious on this. I don't think so. Yeah, we need I, to stop being serious because. Then, well, no, I mean, let's answer that, and okay. then and then we'll. I, I from what I have seen is that uh, Trump doesn't seem to have a sense of humor about himself, and I think that his tended to be true of the people who were excited to support him is that they don't like to laugh at him oh. when he does silly things. Sure. Um, and he, he, he does those things a lot. I mean, Joe Biden does those things a lot and like you, we laugh at that. Joe so just, just, you know, just laugh. I mean, find the humor in it because everything else is, is fairly, fairly sad. Come on, man. But I am, well, no, I mean, in, in regards to politics, come on, man, come on, mate. No, I was just quoting Biden. That's all. Yeah. Come on, man. What was it? <laughs> Dog was, face pony soldier. Like that was, I don't know. that's funny. I, I mean, in a, in a horrible, not, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, don't even know I, what that is. So he called, he, he offended somebody who, somebody asked him a question. He called some dude fat. 
A dog face? He's not called dog face pony soldiers. Is that what he called Ooh, them? It's something. It, look it up. Google it. Dog it face pony. I mean, be careful what you click on, but yeah. like, you know, go and, and look at that. So we need to move on because we're not going to talk about politics yeah. from this point on in this podcast. Ever? No, we will probably next episode. But not this, this episode. This episode. Praise the Lord Jesus. It is all good news. Good news. Yes. This is what we have been waiting for. We are going to do a palate cleanser episode. We have had a f- number of weeks of heavy topics of uh, dealing with politics, dealing with the thing. And, and we just need to take a break. So here is the deal. Some of the good of the world. Some of the good. If you are a listener who has gone with us and you were like, man, I really want to hear them talk about what has happened in the election. Well, that hasn't really happened yet, so we can't speak to it yet. Uh, but if you are just like, I just need to be riled up, this is not the episode for you. Ooh. Well, maybe it is because maybe we will say something that will make you feel good and we can all just... Yeah, come away and say, man, that was. That Hoping was this nice. is a soothing episode, not a like insightful episode, right? It's, uh, you said it earlier; it'd be insightful. Insightful, not, not insightful, right? Yeah, yeah I see insightful with an S, not it, insightful with a C. If you have to spell it, I think the moment is past. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but uh, real quick, I want to address some of our listener feedback. By the be- way, tell Aretha Franklin if you have to spell it, it doesn't count. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if the pun. Oh, I see. Do you even get what I'm talking Exactly. Thank you. Find out what it means to me. Listen, Aretha, if you have to spell it. (laughs) Sometimes I wish this was a video so y'all could see the face that Tim gives me on this. Oh, Um, the uh, sarcasm is strong today. It is. Brandon will be very happy. So we need to do some listener feedback because we've gotten a little bit. We've gotten one piece that was enormous amount, and we need to deal with it. Uh, but first, I want to shout out to two people. Already given them a little bit of a of a shout out to Jeremy, oh, 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 who oh. and 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 our buddy Stan, who oh, 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 oh. they don't understand how um, feedback works. They give it in real time. So I can always tell when they're listening because, well, one, they'll send me a text going. <laughs> while they're listening to the They podcast. text me while they're listening to it. They or realize they, that it's pre-recorded, right? Yeah. No, I mean, no. they know that. and they But they just are like, you know what? I need to give my thoughts. Sure. Like, before you forget. I, sure. Before you forget. And yeah. so uh, I've had a number of, like, I think it takes Stan about four hours to listen to the episode because he'll hear something and then he'll. Right well, back when he then, texts, he still has that old flip phone with the T nine texting. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he has to. Most of his messages come through pigeons. Right. Yeah, he's old, and uh, and so he's gonna get a kick out of that. And I'm sure. I'm, I, I'm sure listening to it, I just got a text. Whatever day this is, uh, and so thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate you, um, even though you were like live tweeting it or texting it to me, uh, putting it out on Facebook. We are grateful for it. We're, we're, we want to engage uh, even when we disagree, even if there are things that we say that you do like, you don't like. Uh, and this is not just to Stan and to Jeremy, but if you're listening and you go, hey, I have a thought, we would love to hear that thought. And then Everybody. You will, yeah, and then we'll talk about you and not in a bad way on the, on the podcast, but there is somebody that we need to talk about right now. Tim, it is a mutual friend that we have. If you remember right after the first three episodes dropped, we got a long email from our friend, Amy, mm-hmm. who basically broke down, uh, she broke down. No, no, no. Broke down, like broke down all of our episodes oh, and, sure. and her comments and her things. And I thought, man, she really set the bar high. And then our friend, Tina, 
came and jumped over that bar. Banana Nana Fofina. And turned around and waved bye-bye as she headed out into the stratosphere, out into the universe. She sent one of the longest emails I've ever gotten in my entire life. All right, well, promise me we're not going to like go through all of it, right? We're not, Good. but we need to go through some of it because I did promise her that I was going to respond to the email and I haven't done it yet because I have not had three weeks to sit down and put together. And as someone who is notorious for long emails, that's saying a lot. Sup, Tina. Sup, Tina. So here's what Tina said. I took a couple of quotes because I thought they were great. But she had some thoughts and she had some ways that we could improve the show. And okay. so I just want to throw these out there first. Get rid of Tim. No, oh. no. I, I didn't read that. Maybe that was on page 12. Jeff? Nope. She said, I, I, I really like this. I appreciate your boldness and willingness to put yourselves out there in this way. The world needs more spoken truth and genuine people like you clowns. Do you have a tissue? Like you clowns. Oh, thanks. So, I mean, that really was like threw this. that in there at the end. Right, I know. Well, Tina did. Well, she's she's a small frame lady, too. So she's got this bony elbow. I know. Just when she hits you in the ribs. It's like the sweet and, you know, the Sour <sighs> Patch kids are like they're sweet and they're sour. It's like, mm. oh, that feels really nice. Like you jokers yeah she gave us some thoughts she really liked in the whole controversy of the whether or not we say be good together mm -hmm. she likes it in fact she said that the twins who did not like it are probably younger which is true they're you know college age young adults and they she told us that everything you and i do is probably cringy to them so therefore just embrace the cringiness okay i don't think we're going to do that do you the, the, embrace the cringiness? Well, back to I think you're on the be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of it from the beginning. So. I know. See, so well, I'm not Tina, a big fan of this small whole podcast. Frame, quite <laughs> so. Small frame Tina <laughs> with the elbows thinks that yeah, elbows. this is uh, this would be good for watch us your to elbows, do. Tina. She said the intro music is too long. In fact, her quote was, "If I wanted to listen to music, I'd listen to Keith Urban." She says she fast forwards 30 seconds and then <laughs> rewinds 15 seconds in her word because she has so much to do. Yeah. And yet she sent me a 45 page email. Yeah. Tina, you're not that busy. Yeah. Okay. Um, now here is uh, what is exciting. She did ask why Josie doesn't have a mic. And I, I have not told her yet, but I'll explain it here. But, but trust trust uh he has some very hot takes uh that we're concerned about but also we thought it was just kind of a funny bit to talk about him and not give him a chance to respond oh, and he was totally down with, he was totally down with that oh, like he right. was like you know i think we should do that and that's where the ipad came in but i see then tina said and i don't remember exactly how she said it but something to the effect of you don't know who is out there listening potentially his future soulmate could be listening. Oh my goodness. And could Cue just the be music. just waiting Cue to hear his voice and then the heavens would open up. And so ladies and gentlemen Hold it, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did she use those language that language? I'll pull up the email. All That's right. exactly what How she said. How about we talk about cringeworthy? Can we can we talk about that being cringe? Right. You're gonna call small frame Tina with the elbows cringeworthy. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, and potential future soulmates yeah. of our tech Josie Josie, say hello to the world. Tina, I want to take a couple of moments <laughs> oh. and address how wrong you are in several capacities. First and foremost, the title theme, I actually edited. Um, 
It was longer, and we pulled it down to being about 30 to 45 seconds. His if you face don't is have so red that right much now. time <laughs> in your life. You can see his skull because his head has been shaved. If you don't have that much time in your life to to listen to Jeff doing a short intro. No, 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 no. She likes the, that. She likes that. She is just talking about when the beat drops. Like bah, after. Nah, yeah. Nah. It is literally 15 seconds. Yeah. 10, 15 seconds. It's not that long. I listen to this podcast so infrequently, infrequently. that I don't even know what the song is. <laughs> it's worse. Right, but but it, it, Joe, just address your future soulmate for a second. Yeah, what are you looking for in yeah. your future soulmate? Uh, we didn't. We you didn't know this was coming. So at least uh, six foot five, <laughs> very hairy, breathing, breathing, <laughs> breathing. I think we can help you out with that. Okay, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easiest matchmaker right ever. Uh, what else? What else are you looking for? The sense of humor matter. She Probably. has to be okay with video game music. Mm. If she's not okay with video game music, that is an absolute just. Well, no, done. I mean opposites can attract. Sure. Maybe she reads books. Yeah. Probably not. Are you a book reader? No. No. Are you okay with a book reader and a future wife? Sure. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> He's looking for somebody to carry a conversation. So what are we doing today, Jeff? Well, hang on. Th- no, oh. dude, we're halfway through Tina's email. It's like 10 o'clock. Well, I know. We'll, we'll get through it. Uh, so here's the deal. We we did agree to give Josie a microphone, but he also agreed to mute himself, and he's only going to unmute himself twice an episode. That's not true. But anyway, so we're, we're very glad to hear you, Josie. Now you have a microphone, and I think you've probably just made Tina's day. We're going to roll through this. She loves The Greatest Showman and doesn't understand why I hate it. Uh, to me, it makes me question her taste in media. So it doesn't give me a lot of hope for this show if she likes it. You're on your own there. Yep. Uh, she did say that we should give out our email sooner because she was old and doesn't understand how Twitter and Facebook works. She did not want to send us a message that way. She wanted us to send it the way our ancestors did via email. Mm -hmm. So if you are one of those people who, like Tim, doesn't even begin the episode and certainly doesn't make it all the way to the end, our email is goodchristianpod at gmail.com. Goodchristianpod at gmail.com if you have thoughts. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All that is good at GCPpod. Although we did get some feedback from our buddy Steve who said, why do you have a Twitter if you don't ever tweet anything? Good call. That is a good call. And so here I would like to make a plea. We need somebody to handle our media because I'm not good at doing it. I don't like doing it. It feels sort of narcissistic to egotistical to to be like hey look at us and listen to us probably the wrong business to be in if that's the case but um if you want to do it for absolutely free and maybe josiah's future soulmate is out there and wants to come and sit next to him yeah yeah uh so ladies if that's you and you're breathing come be a part of the show yeah she any breathing also said, ladies uh, who any breathing know ladies. how to work social media. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much every single woman in your demographic, my friend. Except for small frame Tina with uh, yeah. the elbows. Well, she's not in her demographic. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. She also said that we should ask people to rate and to review us. We have been sitting at like 12 uh, reviews. On hit subscribe. Hit the little bell. Yeah. Can you... If you're listening to this, would you please go somewhere? I mean, no, she's right. I mean, so people can. She wrote a very nice. I'm not going to read the review. Uh, it's not nearly as long as the email, but uh, but she did that. So if if you're listening, please, we would appreciate if you would rate and review us. She talk about how she likes me more than you, or no? Mm-mm, she didn't say that. 
No, Tina. no, that's just my buddy Brandon. Did you forget Tina? You forgot to put that in there. But then she ended with this. She really likes the show and that we have challenged her to be better. Mm-mm. And my response to that is it's about time. Like we have been, <laughs> we have been trying to challenge you to be better and glad that, uh, that, that someone is at least. Tina is good Christian people. She is good Christian, small frame Tina with the elbows. We're mm. grateful for you. Uh, I do feel like if we had a Patreon, she would give money to it. Um, so Tina, if there's a topic you want to talk about $500 real quick, $500. before we jump into, oh, boy. before we jump into our, our topic for the day, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's a, yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, $500. we need to talk about, I apologize for what I almost said. In episode one, what did I almost say? No, what I almost said. In episode oh, so one. I have nothing for you to apologize no, for. No, oh, so here's the here's the thing. Here's what came out. I don't know if you heard. So at the end of episode one, the first time we did our great Christian people, we were yeah. I was highlighting organizations that were really uh, out there. We talked about our buddies at Seven Run. We talked about different churches that were doing things for first responders and you know out on the coast. I had in my notes, and I and by the grace of God, I think he just said no, no, don't endorse this. Uh, it is a it, an organization called Love Wins out of North Carolina. It's the, I believe like Rob it, Bell. No, but no. I mean it's the same. The same yeah, it's it's different. But I mean it is the pastor from North Carolina named Daniel Chalmers right. was on a Delta flight a couple weeks ago. Is this a Love Wins guy? The Love Wins guy. Okay. And uh, his seatmate, the woman next to him, woke up. Oh, with this pastor on. standing uh, over her, no, don't, urinating don't on her. Don't finish the story. <laughs> uh, see, I could see that was going to a dark hole yeah. right as soon as you... Oh. And so with the funny the funny thing, there That's is a funny nothing. thing. No, there is, there is. Okay. When it came out that it was a prominent North Carolina pastor, oh. a bunch of people started accusing Billy Graham's grandson, Will Graham, who came out and was like, dudes, it is not me. Like, I did not do this. Here is my itinerary. Here is where I have been. Why would they? He So apparently he said it was a combination of Ambien and two drinks. No, he so he why would people, I don't know Will Graham. I don't know him at all. Uh, but why would they immediately accuse? Because that's what people do. Okay. A prominent North Carolina pastor. And they're like, it's oh, you, you're, yeah, but so anyway. So you, now you don't have to walk back the endorsement of right. this gentleman that you could. Call. I almost, I almost was like, yeah, yeah, they they were they were doing some good things during COVID, yeah. and uh, and then I guess on his way back. <laughs> all right, we are in desperate need of this good news I stuff that wait. we're moving to because I'm like sick now after listening to all that junk. We'll edit it out. Thanks for that story. So now, guys, here is uh. the deal. Today, the rest of the show is just good news. Thank you, Lord. We have tasked ourselves. With finding five, at least five pieces of good news to just share. Because right now, I think we probably need it. Mm. And so we are, some of this stuff comes from a website that uh, is called goodnewsnetwork.org. It is basically like the online John Krasinski, good, you know, some good news show that he used to do until he sold out. And so now we're the new John Krasinski's (laughs) where we are going to give some great news, something to make you feel good and go, oh, the world is not totally on fire. Tim, would you like to go first? I can. Go first, Tim. I've talked a lot today. You have. And that, oof. 
All right, so um, we have scoured the internet to try to find some just different fun things to talk about, some things that might give you a little bit of hope that we might be making the world slightly better in some areas instead of completely trashing it. Um, some, so we, we, we said we were going to bring five stories back and forth. Right. So let me, let me qualify this by saying I'm kind of an environmentalist kind of guy, mm-hmm. um, and I just I think that Christians should be, in my opinion, Christians should be the highest caretakers of God's creation on the planet. Sure. Like, why are we farming this off to the people that are called the liberals that we want to take care of the environment? Why shouldn't Christians want to take care of what God has? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's a Genesis one calling in all of our all of our lives. Okay. Anyway, so I found an article uh, about a. Um, we live just on the the shore of the Chesapeake Bay, and the bay is pretty brown. I don't know if you've yeah. noticed that lately. Yeah. But there is, um, I think, the University of Virginia from Lynchburg, or not not Lynchburg. Um, anyway, uh, the Virginia Institute of Marine Sciences. They planted twenty years ago grass uh, in in the Chesapeake Bay down in the Virginia side. And now, 20 years later, the grass has gone from 600 acres. It has grown to 9,000 acres. Wow. And it has proved that you can actually clean some of the water that's around us, just get to work and start moving on it. Hmm. Um, The amount of carbon it takes out of the environment every single year is the equivalent of 653 cars driven every single year, uh, you know, internal combustion engine cars. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like, I mean, be, just mainly because it's a, like a local story. Yeah. Uh, it's cleaning the environment. It's caring for God's creation. And it's doing, I don't know, what we should be doing. Even though this is not a Christian story, this is just people being people and doing a good thing. So I, I found that to be uplifting for me. Good. That, you know, I mean, we're actually healing the bay a little bit yeah. by just planting grasses. Like, just let's do that. Yeah, let's, let's it's do that. a better alternative to raising an army and going and taking down the uh, Pennsylvania farmers. I don't know the context of that, but yes, I agree. This is definitely better <laughs> than taking an army and shooting Pennsylvania farmers for sure. A lot of pollution comes down the Susquehanna. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Now, Tizzy, you remember I told you, you can't be too smart on this, right? Yeah, you're way over my yeah, head, dude. Dial it back, genius. Simpleton. All right. Yeah, shorter words. Um, no, it's good. Okay. No, we're just dumb. Anyway, so did that that story bored you? Correct. No, I think it's good. I'm I will I I'm sure in a in a later episode I will have a confession that um you are not an environmentalist. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I I understand it. Like it's just it's a block. I I don't I, it, I don't. You don't care. I care. I don't litter, but I also don't recycle. All right. On are you ready? Is climate change a hoax or is it real? So for my number one, <laughs> <laughs> let's find out if you're still in your father's will. No, I was after. I was. I'm out. No, you're after out. The, you're done. After so the, you can say whatever you want now. Yeah. No. Uh, See, so I'm my, the kind of guy. I'm, I've got solar panels on my roof. I've got a do. Tesla power wall on the side so I can be off grid. Nerd. Uh, my goal is to that you know that we would have a Patreon for this podcast that would just buy me a Tesla so I can be done with gas. That would be great. Short frame Tino um, elbows. Yes. I, I. I. Yes. I'm an environmentalist. Sue me. Good. Well, yeah. no, no one would sue you. I think you're wanting to care for God's green earth. Yes, Speaking I can of think of suing, somebody's, somebody's suing Liberty Don't. for defamation. Oh, so you want to, yeah, all right. All right, let's go away. No, yeah, good news, no, good news, good, good news. news. <laughs> so I have one that is in the science world, but it's a, it's a combination of music and science. There is a yeah. guy named Jason Barnes. He is a drummer. And due to, like, he was working on a transformer, and it blew up, and he lost his right arm uh, not so much as right arm, but his right hand and 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 one one arm drummer, one arm drummer, yeah. like the Def Leppard guy, 
And so, you know, it, it's one of those things where you could get really despondent about that. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he took his cast that was on the remaining part of his arm on his stump and he, he taped or hooked up a stick mm-hmm. to his cast so that he could still learn how to, you know, basically play the drums and still express himself musically yeah. by doing that. So there's a guy, his name is Gil Weinberg, Georgia Tech School of Music. He founded the Center for Music Technology. And what he did is he developed this robotic arm for Jason. And so he was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to figure out how to kind of improve your life. And in the meantime, how to figure out how to handle this for for other amputees and people to give them some of their um, faculties back. And what they did is he is now the world's fastest drummer because of this this device, this robotic arm that they've built for him. Define fastest drummer. Like, he like can drum hit roll. 2,400 hits per minute. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, he can, homeboy can fly now. But then that's a world record. And now what they're doing is they're looking, like that was just a cool thing that they did to kind of, hey, we could do this. And now they're using like ultrasound and electromyography. That's a big word, Josie. So yeah, be impressed. I'm not dumb. Uh, to read his brain signals to respond to the robotic arm. And there's a video. I mean, we'll, we'll post all of these links mm. in our show notes. So you can go and read them. But there's video that is attached to it where you'll see this guy who is an amputee. He's got a robotic arm, and as he's thinking about um, what notes to hit on a piano, it's actually sending it to the robotic fingers. And so it's giving him the ability to now play piano without an arm, okay. which is which is wild. So you play piano with your brain then. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would do that anyway. I mean, because well, it, well, it's, it's reading your signals to go, sure. what would you want to do? Sure. And that's it. So that that's my so the, the it's great news for for this guy Jason Barnes yeah. but it's also a huge advancement as they said it's paving yeah, way for great. amputees to regain function and so that's a, exciting. I had a friend in college who could play the piano. I mean rudimentary. He could play the mm-hmm. piano by ear. Basically he'd say, you know, play the song and he could you know just mm-hmm. both hands, you know, and uh, no formal training, nothing and he literally like when I would ask him like dude, what do you like how are you doing that? What do you and he literally had no idea. Huh. No idea. Like he had some sort of a talent to just sit down and his hands would go and he could find the notes and it would, he would play, he could play a song, but he wasn't thinking like it literally was just like, happened. it was a subconscious thing. He would just wow. sit down and it would just go. So that's good news. All right. Number two. All right. So by the end of this pod, uh, I am going to do my best to turn you into someone who actually cares about God's creation, cares about Genesis one and cares about the call that he has given to men and women since the very beginning to care for the garden and for the earth. Right. Very good. Okay. You're okay with that? Yeah. I can't wait. The university of Maryland has actually had a breakthrough in uh, developing what they are calling transparent wood. What? Hold on to that. Okay. Transparent wood that is nearly as clear as glass, but it is stronger. It's better insulating. Basically, they can take, they have some sort of solution where they take a piece of wood and they can uh, chemically remove, uh, you know, basically the all of the colorants. I mean, it's literally clear. It looks like glass, but it is made of this fast growing balsam wood, which is, you know, sustainable and, you know, environmentally sustainable and all that kind of stuff. And so in some sort of distant future, we may have windows which are made of wood. So hold on to that just because that's a fun thing to think about. Again, science. But OK. All right. So it's let fun. Me, science is fun. That's neat. But how is that beneficial to us? How is that beneficial? Yeah. Because it is... Uh, Besides being cool. No. 
Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, it's better insulating because okay. windows, like I think, what's it, uh, like something like five to ten percent of um, our home heating and cooling goes right out into the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. So if you can better insulate, then you can not use as much freon, then you can not have as much carbon emissions, then you can actually not turn on your AC as much. Now I know during the summer you have it set to sixty five, and during the winter you have no. it set to eighty five, and so you're the one who is keep it at sixty nine. The whole time, all year long, all year long, huh. except um, in the except in the winter. You know it's weird in the winter time. <laughs> I go up, <laughs> yeah, right. In the <laughs> okay, in the winter time when you have it set to seventy, it feels yeah. cold. Yes. In the summertime when you have it set to seventy, it, it feels, feels hot, warm. warm. Yeah, it's yep. it's all anyway. Yep. So no, this is this is a good thing. This is something that um, uh, is better sustainable, better for the environment, and it's just a, it's a cool thing. Plus, it's local University of Maryland, so that's neat. Go Terps! All right, well that's good. No, I I understand that better. I just to me it seemed like if we could come up with a product, yeah. that didn't require us to cut down as many trees. Uh, to me, it still seems like that is still happening. So that's is, all I was asking. But yes, correct. So if it's old growth trees, there's a difference between sustainable, you know, fast growing trees like. Um, what do you call it? What's the um, bamboo? Bamboo is economic or environmentally sustaining mm-hmm. because it grows so fast. The same with this wood that they're okay. dealing with here because it grows quickly. So it's good. We've lost all our listeners by this point. Yeah, they're gone. Yep. So my number two, this is a story that happened a couple months ago. I, I've completely lost time of COVID. Maybe just a couple weeks ago. There was a young lady, 28 year old. Her name is Mara Soriano. 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 She's in Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. She was moving and she had her backpack stolen. Now in her backpack, she had her laptop, iPad devices, Nintendo switch, but she also, and all those are replaceable, but she had an item in this backpack that was invaluable. It was a build a bear from her mom. Her mom was diagnosed with cancer in 2010 and uh, in 2017, knowing that she was probably not going to live a whole lot longer. She made this build a bear for her daughter. They called it mama bear and it had mother's voice recorded in it saying, I love you. I'm proud of you. I Mm -hmm. mean like you can't get this back. Mom passed away in 2019. The build a bear was in the backpack and it got stolen. Okay. And so, you know, the internet did what the internet does and it just put it out there into the world. And Ryan Reynolds got a hold of it and he tweeted out basically the whole story about the bear and said $5,000 to anyone who returns the bear, zero questions asked. And he finished it with, I think we all need this bear to come home. Sure. And so a number of people like stepped up and were like, yeah, we will up the reward. We'll make it $10,000, $15,000. He made it popular. Two people came out and brought the bear back, no questions asked, and uh, and this this young lady was reunited wow, with cool. her bear that had her mother's voice in it. That's and, a good story. Uh, that was a good story. I really liked that one a lot. And um, so that one to me that was that felt good to to hear. Okay, got choked up on that when you get you know Ryan Reynolds, the guy. I was talking to my wife the other day, like I don't. How does he always do every single thing right and cool? Like oh, he never does anything that you're like, oh that was okay. Like everything he does, you're like, mm, that guy is cool. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, he's just, I don't know. He's perfect. He is perfect. Yeah. Number three for you. No. <laughs> Are you a dog person or a cat person? Dog. Joe? Dog. 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 Good call. Good call. Yeah. Um, cat person. Yeah, cats are terrible. There's they're, a story. delicious. Story from back in September, uh, this two-year-old boy who had a cleft lip, cleft palate, whatever, you know, with the the condition. 
And um, I, I'm Jill and I were this. We're on our third dog, and we've adopted all of our dogs from shelters and all that kind of stuff. I don't. Have you done shelter dogs? Yeah, we've done rescue. Rescue yeah. dogs, yeah. Um, so anyway, there's this uh, boy with cleft palate, and you know it, it, that's obviously a condition where people feel self conscious and it's sure. different, and they get bullied and all that kind of stuff. There was a dog in a uh, rescue who had a cleft lip. And they united the two and they're like best buds and he was able to adopt this dog. And again, there's not like a big, you know, payoff to that story other than that's just a cool, heartwarming story. That's neat. Cleft lip kid, cleft lip puppy. And they're the cutest little match ever when you see them. That's awesome. I like that one a lot. So for the past three years, there are these two towns in America who have been working together uh, to heal like racial division, the divide, and to make a difference. It's, mm. it's sort of weird, but there's this town, South Berwick, Maine. It's a town of just pretty much all white people. And what they did is they said, hey, we need to kind of expand and understand a little bit better what is happening in the world with people who are not of our same color. Right. And so they got on Wikipedia and said, we need to find a town that would be considered a black town that's roughly the same size as us and basically sort of become like sister towns. Mm. And so this town in Maine, South Berwick, Maine found Tuskegee, Alabama Mm. and said they were very close. And I mean, like not close in proximity at all, Sure. but between over the past three years, what they've done is they've, they've taken, as we talked about last week, like ambassadors representatives from Maine and Mm. went down and hung out in this town for a while to kind of uh, in Tuskegee. And then the next year they had some representatives and, and county city officials go out to Maine and they just kind of shared their culture and got to know each other and, and build relationship. When did they start this? 2017. Okay. So it's been, been before all of the noise yeah, of 2020. Yeah, but yeah. what's interesting is that I want to say it was, was it 2019? But they, they uh, the South Berwick, Maine, the white town brought in like a historian from Tuskegee mm-hmm. talk about civil rights, talk about, all that. I don't remember if it was this year or if it was last, probably was last year because nobody was meeting this year. Um, but he came in and just did like conferences and talks with the kids and told them all about the civil rights movement and what that was like and the Tuskegee airmen and all of that. Yeah. And so as a result of the events that have happened this past summer with all the racial rights and the, the white town basically was like, you know, we're going to do a march or not a march so much, but a, a walk, a solidarity walk. Um, they've been doing Zoom calls between the two towns where they get like a hun- over 100, 150 people. They just sort of come together and, and interact with each other to just, you know, build relationship. Um, and it's just, it, you know, it, it they w- one of the things I thought was really neat is that both towns, they have a joint uh, article that they would write one from the perspective of, of the white town, one from black town. And they run in like both of their city newspapers that they're working together to do that. Mm. So it's just an interesting way of two towns basically saying, you know what, how do we make a difference? Uh, and part of that is listening. And part of that is getting to know people of uh, a different demographic, a different race and a build relationship that way. That's awesome. Um, a little flip side, a little extra story on there. Um, there was this uh, guy, I can't remember his last name, but his name was Sean. He's an African-American guy mm. in Nashville. Mm. And when the race things were going on, he was seeing a lot of posts on Facebook that basically said, you know, be suspicious of, of black men who are walking alone. He was a guy who just liked to go out and walk. And People he were was, posting that on Facebook? Yeah, mm. yeah. And I don't know if it's in his town, but where he was seeing it made him feel, you know, com- 
there's been a lot of gentrification in the town where he is, where he grew up. And so now there's not a whole lot of black people where he is living. And so he was concerned about going out and is that safe? And he just basically put that out on like, kind of like we have that next door app, uh, you know, letting his community know, Hey, I'm kind of nervous to walk out. If anybody wants to go walk with me, um, and he said 75 of his neighbors showed up to walk with him. Oh, and cool. then from then in 300 more people showed up. And now this guy is going from like uh, Nashville to Philly to Georgia and just doing walk with Sean. And it's just a bunch of people going out just to walk together. Uh, I just thought it was an, uh, that just, that's the kind of story we need to hear right now. Yeah, no, that's, All right. that's great. You're up. This one, this one tugs on my heartstrings a little bit. This story comes from Ronald Washington. His name is not Ronald Washington. The town is Ronald, and it's from the state of Washington. But there is a elementary school out there called Clee Elum Roslin Elementary, and um, there's a gentleman there. His name is Mr. Jacobson, and Grandpa Ron is what all the kids call him. By the by, the time COVID had shut down their school in 2020, he had already logged over 900 hours and volunteer hours there mm-hmm. at the school. He's been doing it for 10 years. Every single one of those kids, uh, if, as long as they're you know they're up for it, he gives them a hug when they show up to, ch- to school in the morning. I can't imagine how long that line is to yeah. give Grandpa Ron, yeah. Ron a hug. Um, but then, obviously, when COVID shut down, uh, there was so many kind of requests of like, "Hey, how's Grandpa Ron doing?" And Grandpa Ron felt like that he was you know kind of missing out on all of this stuff with the kids, and so. Uh, Grandpa Ron actually got the contact information from the school's online directory. Somehow, you know, obviously he's trusted enough. They're like, yeah, sure. here's where all the kids live. Yeah. Um, and so he started sending out emails and letters uh, to check in with him. And they, the, the kids started sending emails and letters to him. And so basically now Grandpa Ron has like a couple hundred pen pals wow. that he is back and forth with all of these kids. The, the Grandpa Ron is a deacon. Hmm. You know, he's basically being a deacon of yeah. this school. I, I yeah. have no idea if he's a believer or not, but uh, he's out there loving on these kids. And I love his quote. He said, um, uh, "He said the Marine Corps taught me two things that are most important. He said, complete my mission and take care of your troops. He <laughs> said, I'm just trying to take care of my troops. That's amazing. Uh, so here's a fella in the 80s, and in his 80s. And I just, I'm going to turn this around and show you his picture. Like he's, he's, wow. he's dressed like grandpa with like the white sport yeah. coat and the red, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the red sport coat and the red tie. And, uh, he's got like embroidery on a shirt and all that kind of stuff. He's just a, he's just looked like a good old fashioned dude. So that's great way to go. Grandpa Ron proud of you. I bet he's listening. <laughs> this is council bluffs. Iowa is probably where he lives. I wish I had a grandpa Ron at my elementary school. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, it was a different time, you know, different time. Like you, if your kids were going to the bus stop right now and I know they're not going to public school, mm-hmm. but you would now kids don't stand at the bus stop. Moms and dads stand with their kids at the sure. bus stop. It's like such a different time. Yeah. When I was in elementary school, the, there was an old man who lived in the corner where our bus went, you know, would pick us up and we would sit in his living room and watch cartoons until the bus showed up. Wow. Like it's just no questions asked. We would just sit there and watch Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner, and then the bus would show up and he'd say, all right, kids, see you later. Like just totally innocent, yeah. you know, just yeah. hanging out watching. But, it's a different time, I guess. Different time. How many more do you got? I have one more. Okay. All right. So I got uh, two more. Sorry. Yeah, because I went go. first. Yeah. Well, I have actually three more, but I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. condense. I I saved these two for the towards the end because these two are just absolutely amazing. I want to introduce you to a guy named Orion Gene. He is a fifth grader in North Texas. Yeah. So about a year or so ago. Uh, he no, I guess it was this year because of COVID. He had to do. Uh, he entered a 
Think Kindness National Speech Contest, where mm-hmm. he just had to give a speech about being kind. And I watched the video. He absolutely just crushes it. I mean, presentation is great, but also mm-hmm. the content is just great. Talking about how we really need to be kind to people. Everybody right now is just all over the place. Kindness is what would bring everyone together. He won. And he got $500. Now, I started to think, if I was in fifth grade and I got $500 from a speech. PS5. I'm doing like, I'm. It, it, it's me time, yeah. right? I'm going to treat myself. This kid takes his $500 and he turns it around and basically does a what he called a race to 500 toys. Yeah. And he took his money, went and bought toys, and encouraged people to buy toys with him to give to kids in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And that wasn't enough. And so now he's doing the race to 100,000 meals by Thanksgiving. And so people from Oklahoma to Dallas, they are just bringing like bagged lunches of like a piece of fruit, a tuna pouch, a drink. And then they like decorate the bags to Mm. just encourage people for people who need it. He just had this idea of, hey, I want to do this. He's, I mean, I don't know if he's going to hit 100,000. He's at 4,000 right now. But I'm like, that's 4,000. This kid is in fifth grade. He's 11, right? Yeah. And he is like changing the world for people and like taking his money and doing that. And I thought, man, there's no way we can top that story. And then I want to tell you about this kid named Kavanaugh Bell. Kavanaugh Bell. He is seven years old from Gaithersburg, Maryland. Yeah, local. So this kid was getting bullied at school. And he decided, I don't want, he said, I felt this darkness. Oh, I saw this one. Yeah. And I don't want other people to feel this darkness either. Yeah. And so what he did is he used his savings to start buying care packages for his el- elderly neighbors during COVID. Like he was taking his own money as a seven-year-old and buying care packages for the elderly. Uh, and that snowballs. Next thing you know, he and his mom are having to like rent out a warehouse Wow. To like a like food pantry to give food. So then he goes, well, what can I do? What what else can I do? I really want to continue to make an impact. And he was like, well, I remember when I went to Mount Rushmore. Well, by the way, he went on a school trip to Mount Rushmore. This kid is seven years old. Like from Gaithersburg. From Gaithersburg. Like what mm. school? Montgomery are, County. I tell you, so what, much money there. You can't. They got money. I t- maybe that's what it is. The but year I'm going, I lived like, in Rockville was nice. Moco. Oh. Man, I'm going like we went to the zoo and we had to pay like these kids at seven years old are going to. So anyway, he had but all the this zoo smells good. It does. He he remembered going and seeing these Native Americans on the reservations, talking to his mom about it and going, hey, they don't have what they need mm-hmm. uh, to kind of make it, you know, just to survive. They don't have their, their their basic things. And so he raised contributions to fill a 53 foot semi truck. Mm twice. Mm-hmm. So he's done this twice now. He's done it in in uh, the summer where he got like food and clothing, cleaning supplies, and then he went back and said, "You know what? We need to do that again because they're not prepared for winter. So here are blankets, shoes, all of these things. This kid is 7 years old and he has done like all of these things already. I'm going, "I have wasted my life." With next to this kid. Yeah. And the thing is he set up this organization called cool and dope, which I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. But no, every letter means something. And it means considering others obstacles in life and dishing out positive energy. Ooh. Cool and dope. Let's be dope. Kavanaugh Let's dish out some Bell, positive energy. I bet you're not listening to us, but uh, we will listen to you. Let you are Kavanaugh. such an incredible kid. We need to get the kid on the podcast. 
And then what we would do is turn on the microphone and then we would not say a word and just yeah. let this kid go. Sure. So Kavanaugh Bell from Gaithersburg, Maryland. Man, you I want to be you when I grow up, dude. Way to go. All right, so let me end by giving a little bit of props to a church who is thinking outside the box. We end these this podcast quite often with our great Christian people yeah. um, segment and all that kind of stuff. And I know you and I and others have had many conversations during COVID and quarantine and this whole new dynamic of life saying, what in the world does the church do? How do we pivot? How do we um, still you know engage in community and, and, and still be a voice of... Christ's hope and all that kind of stuff to the world. And so fun ideas are always fun to me. Like I'd love seeing how different people are uh, creative in different ways. So anyway, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Finland. Okay. So neighbors to the Northeast. Evangelical Lutheran Church of Finland started a campaign called Hashtag Forgive Emoji. I saw this. Hashtag yeah. Forgive Emoji. So there is now a new emoji that is, and emojis, by the way, are something that it's like, you know, there, there's like a whole approval process for this stuff. Like you can't just create an emoji. Yeah, you know right, I mean, this right. is like serious stuff. Um, emojis have been out for, by the way, so if you saw the story, just, you know, pop quiz, the first emoji was the smiley face. Uh -huh. The second was the frowny face. And they've been out for how many years? Oh, I don't remember. 38 years. Wow. I don't understand how they can be around for 38 years because nobody was using emojis in the early 80s. I they don't were just using it. the punctuation. Emoticons, they were yeah, called. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this church, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Finland, started a campaign, and now we have a new emoji called the Forgive emoji or the I Forgive You emoji. Yeah. Um, the uh, leader of the church there was quoted as saying, the current climate of discussion can often be very polarized, of course. He said, I would like for online conversations to have more empathy, moderation, and a willingness to acknowledge one's mistake. As emojis are nowadays as inseparable and inseparable element of communication between people so that the world needs now an emoji that says, I forgive you. And uh, it's now in and it's being used in conversations. And I think that, I mean, that's such an out of the box, that's interesting cool. thought that this church had. And now you have people, regardless of their worldview, actually forgiving each other with a stupid little emoji. But I mean, you know, I mean, people use emojis like it's a stupid mode of communication, but that's what people do. Yeah. Um, I tend to use animated GIFs most of the time instead of emojis. But anyway, now we have a forgive you emoji. And uh, is it going to change the world? No. But is it going to make a little dent? I think it's pretty cool. So. Yep. We just need people to start asking for forgiveness now. Yeah. I want to, for my great Christian people, uh, I want to highlight a person and also a church that are uh, very, uh, we are connected as uh, brothers and sisters. Okay. And this is our friends to the, well, you said the Northeast. This is the Northwest, uh, but very local Northwest. This is a shout out to our dear brother, Stephen Carr, and all of the beautiful people at the Bruce Outreach Center. Western Port, Maryland. Western Port, Maryland. So we got connected with Pastor Stefan and his church back in 2011. We went up there. They are right in the heart of Western Port, Maryland, where it is just kind of an economically depressed zone. And by just the sheer movement of God, they ended up getting this huge abandoned high school that was part of the community that the school had been moved out, but the facility was still there. Yeah. And these people just pulled together $50,000 and bought it at an auction and they were given this thing 
that has just become an amazing ministry center. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of churches put their, their hope and, and their trust in their building and they build great things for their glory. But I tell you what, man, the stuff that the Bruce Outreach Center under the direction of Stephen Carr and yeah. his family are doing, uh, they're doing food pantries, they're doing clothing. They've got a CDC that they've set up. One of the things child just, development center, yeah, child development center. Yeah, that means a lot different. Yeah, sorry. Now but one of the things that I love they're doing is their cycle breaking program, where yeah. they took some of their facility and they said we're going to turn these into apartments. And what we're going to do is we are going to contract with people in our community uh, and just help them turn things around. We're going to help them get an education. If they have uh, children that are in the home, they can participate in their child development center on site. That's like We're gonna free rent for a year or free something. Free rent, right? yeah. helping them with job placement, and then basically making an impact in their community. And just to see the way that God has used them to just be selfless and say, we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. And, and they are pouring themselves out. Uh, and it is, it is, I am convicted when I watch these guys work. Uh, well, step it, it up then, man. Well, you first. You're the boss. I just do what you say. <laughs> uh, and so that I just wanted to give a shout out to Pastor Stephen Carr and For the Bruce sure. Outreach Center. They have a lot of support all around the country because when people see the work that is going on, they invest and they participate in it. And to be clear, his name is Stephen, but he's so cool we call him Stephen. Right. Actually, Stephon. no, his, his name is Stephon. Stephen. Yeah, Stephon. Yeah. Josie, do you have any good news? No. So, guys, that's our episode. (laughs) I'm so glad you have a microphone. Guys, we want to thank you so much for listening and being a part of this episode. Uh, If you are not yet following us on Facebook, we would love it if you would. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GCP Pod. We promise we will start tweeting as soon as Josie's soulmate gives us a shout. And you can do that. GoodChristianPod at gmail.com. Next week. It will be the last week before heading into the holidays, so we're probably going to jump back and deal with the fallout of the election. We're going to address the aftermath and continue finding hope in the midst of the chaos. As we were reminded today, there is so much good in the world, and we get the privilege of being a part of it. So take care of the earth, take care of each other. Yes. We will see you on the other side. That's right. And until then, be good. Christian People podcast. Today's episode was recorded on Thursday, October 29th, 2020, by Jeff Higgins and Tim Beyer, two pastors living in beautiful Glen Burnie, Maryland. If you'd like to find more of our content, please check us out online at goodchristianpod.com or by following us on Twitter at, at GCPPod. people want to hear my voice i figured it might be a good idea to take the end of today's episode and uh try to leverage our our fan base and 
and get some answers to some questions that I desperately need because myself and my roommates don't really know what we're doing with ourselves. Um, when you buy herbs at the grocery store and you only need like three tablespoons of it, like parsley or cilantro, what do you do with the rest of it? Can you freeze it? Do you need to like make it in the pesto? Like why do they sell so much? If anyone knows the answer to this question, please email us at um, goodchristianpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. Thank you.